Mazda presents SCP. The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wilde. Stuff and things. And this will be the shortest Steve Dangle Podcast episode probably in history. I hope you guys are ready to go. No, not in history. In history. In history. You know, we're, we're, I don't even know if we're going to make it, I don't even know if we're going to make it out of the radio portion of this. We are going to make it out of the radio portion. I'm I'm just reaching into my bag because Steve got sick on my account. Yeah. uh, This weekend. I got sick from you. We made out all weekend. Here, have this day quill. I will. It's good stuff. How many? Two? Uh, two. Have it's two. always two. We'll fire you up for yeah. eight hours. Good stuff. Um, so, we got a lot to get to, including a really uh, interesting uh, development that involves Shannon Zabados and, and, and the fact that, you know, Team Canada's goalie, who does not play in the CWHL. Double gold goalie. Uh, she plays for, is it the ECHL? In the well, ECHL? it was the SPHL's Peoria Riverman. It was. It was. And this is a very interesting development. But first, Jesse, did you happen to see Steve's uh, most recent video? There's a lot of poop in there. Oh, yeah. I said poop <laughs> Thir- a lot. 13 minutes, one take. Yes. Do you think that he was maybe a little passionate about the particular subject of what went down between the Leafs and the Chicago Blackhawks on Saturday night? I think he cared a little. A little. Let me let me tell you how that how I ran this down. So I had oh, I had the guys at the at the cottage this weekend because uh, I was picking my uh, I was picking. I, it wasn't like there was tryouts. It was just I had my groomsmen up there and surprised them and said, "Hey guys, will you be groomsmen?" Yeah, Adam invited up some of his best friends, broke a bunch of pool cues, and said, "Boys, we're gonna have tryouts." <laughs> Whoever survived, Steve yeah. survived. So we're watching the game Saturday night. We get into the last three minutes of the game, and of course the Leafs are up four to two. You think that's safe? Nuh-uh. No, not, not when it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. No. Now, you, we all know what happened. We all we all have lived that too much. Um, but I, I think the interesting thing that that you need to take away from this is what happens to Steve when they lose and they lose like that. Um, uh, there was a couple things that went down, as in uh, Steve throwing his phone across the room. I did throw my phone. It. I've broken my phone once ever, and it's because I accidentally knocked it off the nightstand one time. I, I'm amazed the amount that I throw my phone on account of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I've never broken it because of them. And you have an OtterBox, and that's probably a good thing, because those you, things are tough. Do not cheap out on your phone case, kids. Ooh, I'm going to get this Hello Kitty one that costs $20. Mm-mm-mm. I would Invest another 40 Get a $60 phone case. That looks like a brick. And it is. <laughs> it is a brick. But but not only that. It Get a $60 ruined... James Reimer figure as well. <laughs> it ruined Steve's night. Like it 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 was a way, it was the a craziest Saturday thing. Night. Yeah. A night of celebration. Right. A night of merriment. Absolutely. Gone. And it took a couple games, a couple hours of Steve watching Call of Duty Zombies to... to <laughs> not to, playing. Not playing, because he wouldn't play. He was too mad. Um, <laughs> it was co- watching Call of Duty Zombies for, for you to cheer up again. You were legitimately upset by this. Crushed. Now, watching the video the next day, I'm glad that you had a couple days to to um, to think about it, yeah. to, feel, to feel better about it. But I do... Um, I do want to uh, run through a couple Steve Dangle triggers. Okay. Okay. So the okay, first, I'm the, interested. The first trigger is Steve. The Leafs clearly keep blowing the lead because it's Frederick Anderson's fault. <sighs> just my chest just tightened up. Adam, Adam, everyone, watch the. Now I'm in an interesting spot because I've been screaming about the numbers for so many years. But I watched the games. Believe it or not, I watched the games. 
Frederick Anderson's letting a few stinkers. The third goal against Chicago sucked. It was a huge rebound. He cheated too much. Um, I didn't like it. Um, I didn't like the first goal against Ottawa. Um, How'd you feel about the fourth goal against Toronto? Well, I Chicago, mean, Toronto. I mean, he's got the modern day equivalent of Scott Niedemeyer and Chris Pronger on the ice. Ah. The greatest defensive pairing, literally the worst defense pairing the Leafs could possibly ice without dipping into the minor league system. Actually, even if they had done that, how did Matt Hunwick and Roman Polak end up on the ice at the same time? That's not a pair. That's not a pair. And then, well, they were punished for being on the ice during the game-tying goal and, and allowing Jonathan Taves and Marion Hossa behind them. Wrong! They were on the ice killing a penalty in overtime! Hey, ah! hey Steve, they killed it. They, they killed me, too. <laughs> they killed me, too. And then I got people uh, that were tweeting like, oh, and see what he did on those shootout goals. See what, how Frederick Anderson... Uh, played on those shootout goals. Since when do you care about numbers or anything when it comes to the shootout? Goalie technique in the shootout. We've all agreed that it's just a carnival act. Uh, yeah. That you somehow magically get a point for. Uh, the point system in the NHL is stupid anyway. The Leafs have won one out of five games. Guess what? 500 Hockey Club. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> they win tonight. They'll have two wins in six games above 500 Hockey Club. There you go. It's great. There you go. Great. Here's the second Steve Dangle trigger. Are you ready? Yes. Well, they're young. They're going to make mistakes. Yeah, yeah, that whippersnapper Roman. Yeah, that whippersnapper Matt. Oh, my God. I didn't like Marner on the third goal either. But come on. Come on. Their young guys are their best players. The Leafs seem to be demonstrating it day after day. Milan Mahalik's no longer on the team. Well, that was that was an interesting development. We'll get to that. Actually, do we know if he went unclaimed? Because that would have did pass through waivers, which was reporting to the Marlies, which is a surprise wow. to nobody. Well, of course he did. Who's going to take on four million dollars of Milan Mahalik? Yeah, I was trying to figure that out today at the Leafs morning skate. Nobody's taking that. Uh, one. No one, can and they knew that. They knew that. All, all the teams. There are a bunch of teams you could look at and go Carolina, uh, Ottawa, New Jersey. Um, I'm just trying to think of some of the teams there on capfriendly.com because I was perusing that site today. Um, those are cash poor teams though. Mm-hmm. So they have the cap room, but they have it for a reason. They can't spend to the cap. I wonder, can you, um, can you pay for a team to take your cap space on, but pay for the actual dollars and cents of someone's contract? No, that doesn't make sense. That would be amazing if you could. <laughs> that sounds like cheating. There was that also sounds that like kind of what financially with- a tr- trickle down effect, right? Am I right? Rich helping the poor? Come on, Ronald Reagan? Anyone? No, no. I've, I don't even. Adam, I'm not smart enough. I didn't get a good enough sleep last night because I was up with a dry cough because of you. So I'm not smart enough to think right now. But isn't that sort of what the Leafs did with Matt Fratton? I think it well, might sort of be. They well, they took him. Yeah, I guess they did. Let's ask Tom. Oh, wait. We can't. He works for Vegas. He's Lossy Vagman properly. Property. 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 Um, Property. So the two storylines that have emerged so far this season that I hate, oh, hate so much are Freddie Anderson not being good enough. Look, he hasn't been incredible. But like... (laughs) You might have missed it because you were too busy listening to me scream. But um, they talked about, you know what? It'd be nice to get a spectacular save every now and then. Of course it would be. You know what? It, it'd be nice if like everyone just had the hands of TJ Oshie in a shootout. 
at all times. It'd be nice if Roman Polak got a hat trick one of these days. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. <laughs> if Wouldn't Mitch, that be great? It'd be nice if Mitch Marner could hit and fight like Milan Lucic. <laughs> you know what? It, it'd be great if Richard Panic was still a Leaf. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, the it'd Leafs be, wouldn't be one, one, and three. It'd be nice if we had enough time to record a full podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah, we'll talk about Sh- that. Should we? Should I just apologize now? Yeah, I think. Well, let's hit it. I had to go to the Leafs morning skate. Had to. Had to. Had to. Had to fill in. Had to ask some questions. And then Adam and Jesse, who uh, don't seem to be as eager to accept their part of the blame, have a meeting at 145. Well, that's not our fault. And we did offer. Oh, I wasn't aware doing my job was my fault. I wasn't aware that you couldn't stick around for four hours. We did say we did say we would do it after the work. Four hours? Seven. Seven, Jesse. Seven. But But with your friends. But with your friends. What a bunch I mean, of you're friends just a little sick. You guys are. <laughs> what a bunch of friends you guys are. <laughs> well, okay. So Milan Mahalik is gone. Colin Smith. Let's talk about let's talk about Colin Smith. Because obviously here's what's gonna happen. Ben with Smith. It. Ben Smith. Colin, Colin Smith is also on the Marley side. Yes. Uh, before we get to Ben Smith, actually, you have to assume, and I've seen it put a few places that Milan Mahalik, they're going to try to trade. But they'll have to retain on him. Now, I, mm. I asked um, I asked reporter Chris yesterday, like, what kind of a risk would that be? And he said it's not, re- not really a risk at all. They're no. only retaining on Kessel, and Milan's contract's up at the end of the year. Right. So for those of you that may or may not forget, you get three salary retention spots, mm-hmm. and I believe the Leafs are only using one. And this one will expire at the end of the year. So if they want, at the deadline, they could even retain salary again. On another player. Yeah. Brooks like perhaps. Yeah. Absolutely. And of course, the Leafs probably don't want another $4 million winger in the minors. This was the problem, right? So we, we kind of saw this at the beginning of the season. So JVR, Bozak, Marner. Do we like that line? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that'll do. That'll do. So working out some bugs, that'll do. Uh, Hyman with Matthews and Nylander. Mostly satisfied with that line? Definitely. Arguably only the, the best that, one. <laughs> you know what? Hyman's clearly holding them back because he only has one assist. Oh, what a bum. And it was in the first game. What a bum! I, I Does think, he actually only have one assist? I think, it's, I think he's got like one point, yeah. <laughs> I would like to know how many goals the other team doesn't have because of Zach Hyman. Um, and then we looked at the top. Or no, no, okay, let's not skip. The fourth line was Martin, uh, Holland, Brown. You could do worse for a fourth line. Well, and I'm actually, I've actually been sort of impressed with him, but the person I've been impressed with is Connor Brown. The, the most, for sure. And Peter Holland hasn't been bad. And Matt no. Martin has been, I mean, Matt Martin, right? He's been exactly what you expect him to be. Yeah, and I wouldn't say a tremendous liability. Drew a penalty, too. That was good. And it was a retaliation penalty. That's why you have a guy like Matt Martin can play. He can actually play. He can play. Is he being paid too much? I don't know. Then there was a top line, the supposed top line. Komarov, he was an all-star last year, 19 goals, sure. Nazem Kadri, that's your number one center for now. Yeah, sure. And Milan Mahalik. And I remember we even said on the show, what is this? What is his line? Yeah, exactly? and I didn't think Milan Mahalik played that bad through the first three games. He's got a goal. Not that many Leafs have a goal. Have a goal. <laughs> most no. of most of them belong to Austin Matthews. <laughs> yeah, or William Nylander. Yeah, or the assist as well. So um, he had that one nice banging goal. But once you take him off that top line, what is he? He's a four million dollar fourth liner. And then all of a sudden you got like a, I think that's a seven or eight million dollar fourth line between Holland, Martin, and Mahalik. That is a, an expensive fourth line. Wow. Yeah. I think if you're using them, great. If you're not, uh, yeah, this is what you do. And the second anyone gets hurt, you call them up. 
you call them up, put them through waivers again, and maybe someone claims them. Um, and you don't worry about that because you got Ben Smith, Josh Levo, and Seth Griffith that can jump in wherever you want. So Ben Smith played with the Leafs last year. They obviously reclaimed him. And the Marlies, yes. Uh, what what was the point of, of reclaiming him? Now, that was interesting. Um, his possession numbers are awful. But um, I loved him as a player. I loved watching him um, on the Marlies. Thought he was a really good player down there. Obviously, advanced stats are kind of hard to come by down there. Uh, he had six points in 16 games with the Leafs during their probably worst stretch, and he mm-hmm. was playing depth minutes, so I thought that was pretty impressive. Now, I think uh, what a lot of people have said is part of the reason Seth Griffith hasn't played yet. Remember that little guy? Claim him off waivers. Part of the reason he hasn't played yet is Babcock likes his players to be really, really, really familiar with his systems. Which makes um, sense. I mean, look at Frank Corrado. Look at how long it's taken him. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't know how to explain that this year. Um, Smith is a guy you can hopefully just plug in and play. So you plug I would hope. So here's, or Levo. If I'm not mistaken, it seems as though Connor Brown has worked his way up onto the Kadri Komarov line. Um, barring any switch around. Well, and people forget when Brown had, I think it was six points in seven games last year. It was mostly with Kadri, playing with Kadri, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And now you got a top line of. Uh, it's nice that Komarov has the versatility that they can put him on the left, mm-hmm. and you got Kadri and Brown. Now we got a line where, uh, you know, I haven't hated Kadri's game, but like, how's he going to put up any points? I ca- every time I looked at that line, I was like, how are they going to put up any points? I need more out of Komarov. I'm not going to lie. I need more out of the both of those guys. Uh, but I think Brown is going to give him a nice kick in the mm-hmm. in the rear. Well, he's he's young. He wants it. And he's got some finish. And I think that's what, you know, Milan Mahalik at one point in his career, I think, did. Um, he's, it's still there. It's, I, it's He's an NHL player. Sure. The Leafs are sending down an NHL player who makes too much money. That's Brooks like, too. That's an NHL player, I think. I would say Komarov has some finish in him, too. Oh! Because Finland! Wow! Because Finland! Damn, quiet all episode, then coming in with a banger. Nice! You should just walk out and leave. George just announced the stop. You're done. I'm done this episode. Uh, uh, (laughs) So does does Smith play on the fourth line? Connor Brown moves up tonight against uh, Tampa Bay? This is the confusing thing now, because Levo's practicing with the team. The, The Leafs are on the verge of something. They have to. They have to. Um, because they have their eight defensemen. Mm-hmm. They just have them, right? If one of them gets hurt, you don't have to call anyone up. You'll still have another spare. Um, it's clear that they're not doing so great. Even the Marley's defensive depth is not staggering. It's okay. It's adequate right now. But, like, what does Valley have project to be? What does Louvre project to be? Project to be. Would Justin Hall... Andrew Nielsen, I look at and I go, this guy could be a full-time leaf by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, young. This is his this is his rookie year as a professional. Um, Travis Dermott's his rookie year as a professional. Um, and then you look down the Marley's depth, four lines of assassins with guys like Timoshov <laughs> getting scratched at times, which is a great situation to be in, but... When you look at the Leafs too, and you got this logjam now of Smith and Levo and Griffith, like it, the obvious thing seems to me, at some point forwards will be traded for either centers, which I mean you can never have too many of, or defensemen. But it's kind of early in the year to be doing that. Yeah, yeah. It's the Leafs are on the verge of 
something. I don't know what it is, but I, I look at this and I go, okay, something has to give. They and they clearly think so too because I, when was the last time the Leafs claimed two people off waivers in the same month? That's a good question. I can't think of it. Well, and it seems it speaks to a team that seems to be wanting to um, add depth at a forward position that they already have a lot of depth mm-hmm. at. So that's a little bit that's a little bit like someone's leaving. It looks a little bit like that. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not yeah. saying that it is, but it it looks looks to be that way. I, I'm gonna go with they're not they're not too convinced that Joffrey Lupul's coming back anytime soon. Uh, is that a fair assumption? I think that's be that a, a fair, fair assumption? assumption. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, Something's something something. Aguant. Will Seth Griffiths? Will he will he play soon? How long do you think? Like how long does it take to be acclimatized to Babcock's system? I don't know. I don't know. I wish I could tell you, Adam. But no one knows anything about this damn team. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it is. It is. Because it used to be just a big leaky ship that uh, all the information got out. Oh, my God. Intense. Yeah, whoops, I dropped something. <laughs> whoops, um, I'm just going to so, walk away from it now. So perfect world it for me. Because what what do what are the, the Leafs' needs now are they need defensive prospects. They need... Um, not, and they need NHL Matt quality. Yeah, they need NHL quality. They need a top four D man yeah. without losing a top four D man. And how do you get that? Well, there's got to be some some team out there that's got the alternate problem. So I think I saw on Twitter that uh, the Ducks were heavily scouting the Leafs. I don't know if there's anything to that, but Carlisle connection, uh, Nonus connection. Now here's the problem: there's no one left. <laughs> there's basically no one left. The biggest name I can think of is JVR. Um, the de- the Ducks reportedly are looking at getting rid of Fowler, so I wonder if there's your answer right there. Is he a good answer? He's not an ideal answer. It's a puck-moving defenseman. Uh, he can generate offense, not so much with the defense, which is a problem. It's not what the They're not going to make for. that move. They're not going to do that. Yeah, and I look at Levo and what he could bring to the team. There's another guy who's... That's an NHL scorer. Defender? Ducks could use that. Ducks could use... Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay, because I'm, ta- I'm, I'm talking about how he fits on the fourth line. Right. I think the Ducks could use something. A depth scorer? Sure. Cash Why? poor team? Absolutely. Why not? Could be something there. What about one of the guys they already... Like, not not Cam Fowler. So what... Who, who, Lindholm's not getting moved. Well, that's... Make I, peace with that. Now, that's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But is that necessarily true? Uh, according to Travis Yost, yes. Right. But how many general managers have said, Mark Bergevin, <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that a player isn't getting moved, and then they move the player? Yeah, and also opinions change. Yeah. It could be, I will never trade him. I'll give you Sidney Crosby for him. Here he is right now, <laughs> trading well, him. So it's, it's apparently they're uh, 250 grand apart on a six-year deal. Anaheim oh, and Lindholm. It's nothing. It's nothing. Oh, well. 250 times 6, I guess. Is a lot. <laughs> um, on a cash 14. Yeah. It's a I million five. If you start dangling a first round pick for a guy like that. Don't dangle a first round pick. Now, hear me out. Hear me <laughs> out. <laughs> hear me out. <laughs> the face Jesse just made. Hear me out. Okay. I'm just spitballing here because I don't know what the right answer is. but uh, And I don't particularly have an opinion on it either. But if you have a Truba or a, or a Lindholm that are available... And you know that these are young stud defensemen for the next eight years, and they are within the same age bracket as your Morgan Riley, Austin Matthews window. 
when a defenseman, a first, you know, say the Leafs finish, say the Leafs finish 20th this year. So are they going to get a defenseman in the draft that's going to be able to step in, onto the team right away? No, he's going to spend a couple years in the CHL and then he's going to get up there. Mm-hmm. Now, optimistically, optimistic, optimistically. Like God, we'd be lucky if he gets to his second contract. Like we're talking and about because that, that's that's just that's what the draft is. Optimistically, Nielsen or Dermott can step in next year. That's optimistically. So that's what I'm saying. If you can guarantee that you get a great player hmm. for a chance at a great player, that's literally you're trading a chance card for a guarantee. Yesterday, I actually allowed myself to think, what if we could work out a deal where Hunwick goes to the Ducks? <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> no, I got upset at myself because, no, that's not, it's just not going to happen, Steve. It's just not. Is it possible Sure. with this management group <laughs> that they'll do that? I think so. I think, okay, you get Hunwick, who's a cheap defenseman, left-handed, replaces Fowler in your lineup right away. But you're not trading your first overall or your first round pick for Fowler. You're not. No. Uh, Levo, there's a prospect, and you can throw in a pick, too. I think now... And they have a, a bunch a of extra pick picks. is pretty broad. Is it a first-round pick? Don't they is have it San Jose's third or fourth? A, oh, the Leafs have, like, three seconds that aren't theirs. I'm pretty sure. I think they have two of San Jose's and one of Ottawa's or Washington's still. Okay. Jesse, uh, They have uh, San Jose's second, Ottawa's second. But those are our conditions. It might be a... San Jose second in 2018. Okay. Or a third. There are conditions on it. But the Ottawa second is there. What about the Washington one? Or did they use that? The Washington one's gone. Okay, so they used that. Wow. (laughs) They got a lot of seconds kicking around. It's Look, it's possible. I think it's possible. It also doesn't solve much. But it'd be be an upgrade, I think. I don't think Cam Fowler's a fit. See, we went from me throwing my phone and I hate this team and why does this team always do this to me to, hey, what if they traded just a bag of Legos (laughs) for a young player? The great thing that they've done is what's the premium, premium thing that all NHL teams want? The Stanley Cup. Well, yeah. Um, In players, what do they want? A young right-hand defenseman. Yeah, and young skilled forwards, right? They want skilled forwards. Center specifically, you're right. Absolutely right. Right Right-handed defenseman, right shot D, and and centerman. They have a lot of people in the system. They have a lot of a lot of young scoring forwards and the thing is is that they've got more coming up because there's more. What's what's uh, Jeremy Bracco doing right now? Jeremy Bracco is currently f- fifth in OHL scoring, I believe, and the only reason he's not higher is cuz he hasn't played as many games. Um uh, Nikita Korostov is who is a 7th round pick, I believe. Yeah, 7th round pick from 2 years ago, I think, tied for third in OHL goal scoring. Brendan Leipzig leads the American Hockey League in scoring. Mm-hmm. Kasperi Kapanen was the AHL Player of the Week last week. Uh, and then, like I said, Timoshov is a scratch on some nights. Jesse, can you bring up uh, the Maple Leafs statistics? Do you have them? Just their just their scoring statistics? Sure, yes. Can. Do you have it? Yeah. Okay. Who's the... Just to, just to make everybody feel better. Yeah. Who's the leading scorer? Leading point getter. Points, points. Austin Matthews. How many goals and assists? He's got five goals, three assists. What a puck hog. Gross. So hey, that's eight points in how many? Five games? Five games. But he's no Richard Panic. Now, who's number <laughs> two on that list? 
That was a joke. William Nylander. Really? What's he? Wait, wait, run through his stats. He's got three goals and four assists. Interesting. Interesting. It's had seven points in five games. Yes. Uh, next player. Jake Gardner. Oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Jackie Gardman. Uh, what 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 uh, what does Jake have? He's got four assists. Just flat That's four. That's it. See. Just flat four. Just a flat four. Four on the floor. Uh, I honestly think that... That top three right there, that's that's pretty good for the future, right? Mm. So you have to, if you're worried about giving up prospects, I understand that. If you're worried about giving up draft picks, I understand that. However. It's at the point where I'm not worried. I'm not worried. They have so much. They have so much. So they what, have too much. So would you be willing to part with a top a top line prospect for a top line defenseman? It doesn't necessarily have to be top line, I don't think. Because we're not talking about... What about you know Truba what? You got to give that up for Truba, or and maybe Lindholm. You don't have to give that up for Fowler. No, but See, you want Truba. I know, but I'm not letting myself think that. Yeah, you, you know, want you know Truba. The team's in a position where you don't need Cam Fowler. You need Truba. You know yeah. what my stupid We're not little Leaf to win fan. This year. You know what my stupid little Leaf fan brain is thinking right now. Remember when the Leafs signed uh, Roberts and Corson? Just blam. And no, like, Roberts and Newendike. Roberts and Newendike yeah. at the same time. Uh, I thought it was Corson too. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe it was oh, no, all three. No. It was Robertson, Corson, right, and then New York or uh, Newendike signed later, and then Robertson, Newendike signed in Florida later. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. you're right. You're right. And they just bah! Bah! Say, take that NHL. And I, I just wonder, you know, the Leafs. Oh, we're slow out of the gate, but we're a young team and we're working hard. Blam! We got Truba and Lindholm <laughs> <laughs> dunking on you. If, it's, if it's that just happened, my stupid little brain. If that happened, you'd have to have you know the you know the Vince McMahon gif where he's walking out and the fireworks are going up. You have to have the leaf <laughs> with the, a Lula, 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 and Brandon <laughs> But you know that's the thing. I mean, if you you don't want it, the, the the thing that gets me is everybody on Twitter, and I think this happens. With, that gets me too. What happens with players that have been with the team for a long time? People sort of fall out of love. Like people fall out of love with JVR, but Casually. JVR. Kadri, mm, people fall out of love with JVR or have fallen out of love with JVR because JVR is what JVR is. Mm. And by the way, he's still a premier power forward in this league. Uh, yeah, because the and definition he, of power forward has changed. And he's been on the worst teams that what Toronto has iced in basically its history. Yeah. And yet every year he seems to put up 55, 60 points. You will not disrespect the 100th greatest Maple Leaf of yeah. all time. I, I'm just saying... That guy is not a guy I want to give up. I don't want to give up Jake Gardner. I don't want to give up Jake Gardner. We need to add to the team, and that means subtracting from the system at this point. And you know what? I, and the other thing is, the, 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 the part that makes me laugh is that, you know, Babcock talking makes about... Makes you laugh. Ma- ha, makes you laugh. Makes me laugh. <laughs> about the maple laughs. Laughs. The thing that makes me laugh is that people are like, well, it's a, it's a young team, uh, but they got some veteran presence. The veteran presence isn't that good. No. It's really not. And That's even why, the veteran presence isn't that old. So if we can get rid of some of these guys, the Milan Mahalics of the world, good. Because the younger players are better anyway. Yeah, feels bad to say that, though. Because, like... It's a good spot to be in, though. These are... That's nothing against Milan Mahalik. No. Nothing. I hope players around the league look at this and realize it's a business decision. I think they do. Because... Like uh, you talk about Brooks, like oh. the Capitals seem to love him. Capitals fans seem to love him, and this is what's happening to him. Yeah, I hope he's being treated well. I don't think I they assume would, he is. They're not going to treat you I'm, poorly. No, 
It's just no, but like he didn't even play. Like I think he just played his first Marley's game because I think they're again they're trying to figure something out. They're trying to figure something out. It's very interesting. I think something will happen before Christmas because it just seems like something's going to give. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Dangle's bold prediction: yeah. something. A source told me we'll have E three. <laughs> E3 Maybe confirmed. an E4 <laughs> Camp Fowler wears number 4 Illuminati oh! confirmed <laughs> When we come back We actually have to talk about A very interesting thing That happened In the SPHL 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 Southern Pro Hockey But a name That you would know If you watch the Olympics Especially Team Canada Shannon Sabados Whoa We will talk about her next Whoa. On the Steve Dangle Podcast <laughs> By the way Um well, first off, we should mention that we're going to talk about how Team Canada's Olympic goaltender was cut after two games um, in the SPHL a couple days ago, <laughs> which is a very weird situation. Steve's got a little bit of insight on that. But first, I do want to mention Mike Darnay, our boy from Pittsburgh. Yes, uh, I forgot to mention Pittsburgh. the last segment. Um, he went through every single goal, uh, not including tonight's game in Tampa Bay, uh, every single goal that Frederick Anderson has let in. And makes a very compelling argument that it ain't his fault. Well, and I love that, it, like, his eyes match mine. His, okay, yes, numbers, great, fine. But didn't I probably said it during the game, Adam. Mm-hmm. I probably screamed it a few times. He's aggressive. Eh? Anderson? Like, yeah. He plays uncomfortably out of the paint. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's the Leafs telling him it's to do that It's better than Vesitoskala, who basically played inside of the net. Yeah, but like that's before what... he was saving it, it was past the line. <laughs> but that's what Lungfist does, though. He plays deep in his net. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's certain styles. Good. Yeah, he's kind of good. Certain styles heard. fit certain goalies, but Anderson, like he like jumps out at the puck, right? Um, which is fine if you stop it and there's no big rebound, right? Way too aggressive. Way too uh, close to one side on the on the goal where I think. Uh, it was a 4-3 goal against Chicago. Right. Big juicy rebound that's in the back of your net. Yes. Didn't get help, but he put the rebound out there. So let's talk about Shannon Zabados. Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. So um, What well, happened? She was cut from her SBHL team. So, okay, she broke the gender barrier, basically. Um, others will argue it was man on Rayom. Okay, fine. But uh, Shannon Zabados was playing um, professional hockey league and a men's professional— Sorry. Adam gave me a cold. Shannon Zavados was playing professional hockey in a men's professional hockey league mm-hmm. last year called the SPHL, which is, I guess, right about on par with the ECHL, maybe a step below it. Scott Darling started in the SPHL. He did, well, he didn't start there, but he was there at one point, and he just beat the Leafs the other <laughs> day. Oh, like that's hard to do. Shut up. I'm telling a story. Uh, so she was looking for a team again this year, and she she's back. Uh, she joined the Peoria Rivermen, who I believe used to be in the American Hockey League. Peoria featured prominently in Family Guy. Yes, also Petoria. Mm-hmm. Right, famous country that Peter Griffin made when he seceded from the United States. Uh, and she was uh, Shannon Zabados, double gold medal winning uh, goalie for Canada's women's team. Uh, was cut. Now, this is weird because it, wasn't, games. it was not just her that was cut. It was not. So let me let me read from theicegarden.com. Now, if you're like, what the heck is that? Theicegarden.com is a uh, basically a women's hockey 
site okay. on uh, SB Nation. So, the Rivermen, who finished at the top of the league during the regular season uh, last year, lost by a margin of 11-2 in a pair of games against the Huntsville Havoc. Havoc. Zabados played once in relief of Storm Fanuf. What a name. Is that and any relation what to a WHL Dion? team? Did, no, apparently he came from the queue. <laughs> uh, on October 21st. Uh, I don't know if there's any relation to Dion. Uh, allowing two goals in that appearance. The following day, she let in three goals on nine shots in her first start for Peoria before getting yanked in that contest. Fanuf, an SPHL rookie, was also cut from the team, according to the Journal Star. I guess that's Peoria Journal Star. Okay. Also gone from the team is top defender Carl Nielsen, who indicated to the team that if Zabados was leaving, he was too. He has been indefinitely suspended by Peoria. I told him we were letting her go, and he said he would like to stay with the team and really liked it here. Riverman head coach Jean-Guy Trudel told the Star Journal. Mm -hmm. He talked to Shannon and then came back in and said he decided to leave with her. Now, this is the sentence I want you to pay attention to. We wanted to keep Carl, and we would also be willing to accommodate him with a trade, but he wants to play wherever Shannon plays, so both are gone. So, is it just me? Is it just my conspiratorial mind where I just can't give any coach the benefit of the doubt, apparently? Does he seem to be implying something? That they're dating? Yeah. Yeah, he seems to be implying they're dating. Because she's, like, fully married. <laughs> I, I'm just saying <coughs> that was the impression. That was my first impression when I read that. Mm-hmm. Or they're really, really good friends. Although that, I mean, that, that's my assumption. But right? that's hockey. You have good friends that get. Or cut maybe and... she convinced him using logic. Hey, so <laughs> this coach is crazy and cut both his goalies after two games. Which I honestly think is the case. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that might be the case. I mean, it wasn't even against two teams. Like you're not even seeing a, vari- a variety of shooters. You had two bad games against the same team. And now Shannon Zavados is a free agent. Now, I mean, good think, for her. She's a free agent. Do you right? think the NWHL and the CWHL are like, yes! Are they jumping on this one? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, because I don't know if any NWHL team can afford her. Like, what? what is the highest paid player in the NWHL make? I think it would say on the website 25? around $25,000. might be a little bit more than that. And at this point, I think most of the rosters are filled out. Um, now, there was more on this, and I haven't had a chance to read it yet, on todaysslapshot.com. Friend of the show, Kate Samini, mm-hmm. was writing about it, and she actually reached out to uh, Zabados and I think Nielsen as well. Um, very interesting story. I think it's interesting the way the coach put it, because he could have said nothing at all, and yet he chose to yeah, say and that. Maybe that's not quite the way he meant it, but I don't, I'm just saying reading it cold. The first thing I thought was, is he implying what I think he's implying? Mm-hmm. Which I, to me, speaks to intention, but I don't know. Yeah. That speaks to he wanted Gary Roberts and Joe Newendike had to answer these questions, rightly or wrongly. Rightly ne- or never wrongly, never had to. You know, like I don't, I don't know enough about the situation, but um, you know, my 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 thinking is, if a guy's crazy enough to cut, to cut two goalies after two games against one team, then he's probably of a mind that he has the same filter as Donald Trump. You know what I mean? 
he that that would that to me, although there is no logic or reason or proof to that, there just seems to be an association there that that would be hard to ignore. And I feel like you know, for a coach to do that, you also have to a coach. You could question those coach that coach's actions. Then I think you can also question what the coach says publicly. Because well, I don't I don't know that that we don't know that that's the case or his willingness to stick up for a player <laughs> or stick by anybody. You had two bad games. Goodbye. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real loyal coach. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, you can have two bad games. Uh, Amanda Kessel, twenty six thousand dollars. Twenty six thousand. Right. So okay. we were about right. Wow. And that's Amanda Kessel, too. Mm-hmm. So like I would assume Shannon Zabados would command about the same. Well, yeah, you'd hope. Can anyone afford that? I don't know. I don't know. I, if I'm an owner of one of those teams, I'm making room. I'll tell you that much. I don't. Uh, I don't know the ins and outs there. Yep, I'm, I'm telling you, I'd make room if we had time and I didn't screw up the show today. We could you call didn't screw Kate. Up the show. Yeah. Well, you I'm know sorry. what? <laughs> we'll monitor the situation. It's very, very interesting. Um. So I, I, <laughs> I wanted to uh, follow up on a couple things. Okay. First off, do you remember that big, long letter that was written uh, by the doctor about P.K. Subban in the Montreal Gazette? Oh, sorry. I'll throw out one more thing about Zabados. Sure. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> There's been a ton of injuries so far in the NHL. Some in the AHL, too. ECHL. Anyone there looking for a goalie? There was a campaign in the summer. Zabados to the ECHL. I think let's start it again. That'd be nice. I'm sure someone will give her a tryout. P.K. Subban. So, uh... No doubt you've heard, but I did want to follow up on that story and say that the Montreal Children's Hospital announced Dr. Charles Kowalski, who was the guy that wrote the the uh, letter. Kowalski! Is, uh, Just the way you said it. Kowalski! <laughs> Sounds like a cop with a heart of gold. Uh, we'll make a $250,000 donations to donation to PK's helping hands at the hospital. Wow. So he... he that's a guy with a bank. Yeah. 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 That is bank. He spent a lot of money on that ad. So this has cost him, I was looking at it, I was like, well, it's cost him about 275 grand. Yeah, thereabouts. Which is a lot of money. That's a lot of That's money. That's after tax, Quebec tax dollars, by the way. Are Quebec they higher? Was, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. Quebec is like, I believe they're one of the highest taxes in the land. In the land. In the land. But you don't have to pay for like university and stuff like that. So it's Also the cool. lowest minimum wage in the country, I believe. Really? Yes. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, so I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I found, I, I found it interesting too, to, to watch the Montreal fan reaction to that. And I've, I'm, you're still seeing it come up because there is the group of fans who I believe Andrew Berkshire is like the tribal leader of where, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, good on them. Good on them. And then you've got the ardent hardcore fans who I would say are a little bit more conservative that are like. They would be like America if they were Americans, they're, but in this case they're like Abidal. <laughs> uh, and no matter what the team does, they're like you got to support the team. Let's blindly follow. Now it's funny you should say that because the other day I tweeted. I think the two most level-headed fan bases so far this season about their teams have shockingly, shockingly been Leafs and Habs fans. You know why? Why? Both teams have a lot of hope surrounding them. <laughs> but the Habs are like five and one or something. Killing it off to a just a five zero oh, and one. Wow! So you're they're pardon. a one thousand team. They We're a five hundred team. They're a one thousand. Exactly, exactly. Forget the fact that they're not, or that they it's are. one, just one. Forget the fact they <laughs> added the best player in the NHL to their roster. I, well, yeah, best goalie anyway, for sure, for sure. And then Radulov, and that, that's very interesting. If we had more time, we'd get into it. I'm sure, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think Habs fans have actually been very level headed so far this season. Weber scored his second. 
last night, I think. And they weren't like, yeah, we're Zubin second. I haven't seen too much of that. Oh, I did see on the Sportsnet ticker yesterday a very interesting little stat. And I think you would have loved it. Oh, great. It was Montreal Shea Weber leads team in plus minus, and it's he's a plus eight. And then it goes, comma, PK Subban's a minus four. <laughs> but that's not the Subban fan base. Is a minus four. I love I just thought that was hilarious. That's somebody trying to start a fire. And mm. God bless the person that wrote that and put it on the ticker, because that's funny. Oh, hey, I mean that's Kind of your job in TV, right? Yeah. I mean, Good old start a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's funny. Sometimes you got to avoid that. Mm-hmm. But other times I think it's your your job almost to make the viewer go, oh, screw off. No way. Why? Why? And I mean, there's also going to be people who see that and go, see? <laughs> <laughs> but surprisingly, they're just kind of, isn't it nice? They're just kind of content with their team's nice start. Mm-hmm. Just nice things yeah. going on in Montreal. I think, you know what? I'll throw this out there. Habs fans deserve this. The fans do. The fans do. Absolutely. They deserve this nice start. They deserve it. They, they deserve had a, a hard summer. They did. <laughs> but it does mean that we are rewarding, at least in my mind, still a lot of bad mistakes. Well, are they mistakes to the top team in the league? Or they're the top team in the league. The other thing we have to mention is that Vancouver just lost its very first game. Yeah, so this has been the funny thing. Habs fans just kind of content, like, oh, this is a really nice start. Sure, sure, I'm glad to have Carey Price back. Radulov's been good. And then you got Oilers and Canucks fans going, yeah! <laughs> Talk now, Dangle! Where's the segment on the Canucks hot start, Dangle? McDavid Dangle! It's yeah, two very different groups of uh, of fans, despite similar results. Well, I and I loved on. Uh, I don't know if you saw Hockey Night in Canada. Well, you did on uh, <laughs> on uh, Saturday night. But Don Cherry on Coach's Corner was like, and I love that Eric Gustafson. He meant Good Branson. Mm. Everybody was Gustafson. Yeah, and and Frederick <laughs> Frederick, <laughs> Frederick Gustafson on the Leafs. <laughs> Everyone from Europe says Gustafson. Those Gustafson twins on the Canucks are really... Man, they've been around a long time. But, you know, I mean... I love that Yarmir Gustafson. Hats off to the Canucks. I mean, they've had a really, really good start. I still think that... Here's the deal. There are teams... Let's... Ah! Oh, let me just bring one up. Uh-oh. Who was first place at the end of October last year? Uh, it was probably Montreal. Who was Montreal. first place at the end of November last year? Might have still been Montreal. Who was first placed after December last year? I don't think it was Montreal. No. Uh, they would have been probably top three, though. They were close. I think it was yeah. Tampa. And then they, they started going tick, 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 January. Yeah, well, tick, tick, tick. Now, February. Now, though, Adam, they lost Carey Price for the year. Yes. And I can't help but look at this. Like, part of me wants to just look at the Habs and go, oh, they're off to a nice start. You know what? No, that's good for them. They deserve it. They were on a tear last year. The other part of me is like, at what point does this stop? And what causes it to stop? Carey Price looks fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think barring injury, like, I was kind of wishy-washy. Like, I was saying, Tampa's going to make the playoffs. Panthers probably make the playoffs. um, And they've been battling some injuries, so that's rough. And then the third spot I said was wide open. No. No, no. That's Montreal's. Montreal's making the playoffs. Like, there's no question. They have the best goalie in the world. What happens 
What utter destruction to the online world happens if they do it, if they do the thing? Oh, my God. Well, and it, it, what makes me laugh is that it'll be... It will be for so many people a nail in the coffin of the advanced stats world. Oh yeah! Because the, the prove you wrong. <laughs> to which I would say, well, the advanced stats community never said that Carey Price was a bad goalie, or that Montreal. No, even Berkshire is like the Habs made the biggest addition of the off season, which they, was they got their goalie. That's right. Now with Vancouver, and Toya, holy smokes! With Vancouver, do you actually see this continuing? No, I don't either. I don't either. You know, the Sedins are magic. They are bloody magic. Um, you know, Erickson's not a bad player either. Uh, that contract's a bit of a mess, but he's not a bad player. And I think it's great. It's so great. I don't remember which goal or which game it was, but Brandon Sutter got a big goal for them. And I just, <laughs> I can't help but picture Benning and the rest of the Canucks management going, See? Told you. Told you. Told you. The Gustafson twins and Sutter. <laughs> They're going to do the thing. Well, I want a Montreal Canucks final. <laughs> now, Let's do it. we have to go because uh, Jesse and I are about three minutes away from our meeting. Can I, can I do one update? One update. Crosby could play tonight. Yay. He was at practice yesterday in a, non-con- in, in a non-contact. Yeah, he was this yesterday morning. too. Yeah. Yesterday too. Um, and... Uh, uh, there is something that we need to get through the next episode that we cannot get through today. Because of me. Now, no, we're just giving you a hard time, man. Now, remember the Bobby Nix burger? Oh, yes. Now. Is there another kind of burger? Now there's a video of the Bobby Nix burger. <laughs> did someone send you one? Well, Jesse, I think, found. No, we, we did no, get it sent to us. somebody tweeted it to you. Uh, Mark T. Avs, who we met uh, at Hockey Night in Cinema. Okay, okay. And Mark T., that is gold. We're going to get to it. And I would I would ask this of Dangle, the Dangle Navy Nation. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Don't ruin it. Because you don't want to have this ruined. It's so, so very good. It goes into the creation of the Bobby Nix Burger. Oh, beauty. And maybe, just maybe. Whose backyard is it in? Maybe, just maybe, Bobby Nix teaches the chef how to make it properly. Does he (laughs) chef-splain? Are we also going to eat hot chips? He chef-splain. Yes, we'll eat the hot chips. The Reaper chips. Oh, my God, yeah. Next episode on the Steve Nagel Podcast. We got to go. I'm going to the Maple Laughs tonight. Laughs. I'm really excited about the Maple Laughs. Laughs. And the almost Toronto Maple Leaf Steven Stamkos. Adam's actually playing defense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, me and Roman Polak. What an upgrade. Going to kill some penalties. (laughs) Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.